Oh, it's cracking, lovely people. You're listening to Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Thank you for allocating your time, energy into listening to this show and welcome to our world. The podcast is about nutrition, movement and outdoor experiences predominantly. I'm your host, Matt Gardner, and I'm a nutritional therapist by trade. Now, this podcast is supported by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. So if you're thinking about fueling and recovering, using different products, getting more into the outdoors or thinking about looking after yourself with some sports nutrition products, all of 33 Fuel's range are natural and you can get 10% off your first order by using MAP10 at checkout. Very simple, and everything you need is in the show notes. Okay, so let's get into things. I've got uh, an old friend on the show. We went to university together. We played rugby together. Um, Yeah, some very muddy affairs, uh, some interesting socials. Um, We've known each other for years, but we've only recently just connected again. Um, over the powers of Instagram and, and podcasting and um, yeah it's good to back to get back in touch so I've got a chat called Roy Purnell on the show he's a coach and we're going to get into all things coaching strength and conditioning he's up in Edinburgh at the moment so mate thanks for waiting patiently and welcome to the show thanks for having me on man um, appreciate it a lot uh, yeah so up in Edinburgh um Still kind of on, under lockdown here in Scotland. It's a little bit different rules between Scotland and England at the moment, so it's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more tight up here. But um, hopefully that's going to lift soon. But yeah, go well, man. Go well. Good mate. And he and and obviously offline we chatted a bit about how you know your coaching role has only really changed from in person to online, and you're still very busy. So it'd be cool to understand a bit of a background about yourself, and then and then we can obviously um, understand what you're doing now. So. How did, how did you get into being a coach? Obviously, we, we were at Birmingham together during undergrad. It'd be cool to kind of fill in the gaps for the listeners since then. Um, because, mate, that's, you know, close to 10 years ago. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's gone real fast, uh, as everyone says. But um, I don't believe it until it happens, I suppose. But, um, the, yeah, so um, I guess my kind of coaching really did start from Birmingham, um, I uh, I had um, my, <laughs> my it actually started an injury to be honest, which is a kind of common theme that uh, works through the stuff I do with G to G coaching, um, and uh, I played intramural basketball of all things, uh, and um, try to do a lay up and trying to see if it went in and uh, a guy was trying to block it at the same time it was a bad affair uh, I don't think I made the shot and I and I got another ACL injury so it was pretty bad <laughs> and then um, and uh, from that basically because of that I, I kind of dove into more of the um, strength and conditioning stuff that the rugby team had off um, and because I couldn't play properly that kind of spurred me to um, get more interested in that side of, of the training basically and I never really got into that as much before then and um, it kind of opened doors I didn't really know were there before um, and then after leaving uni it, after kind of having um, some help from the strength and conditioning coaches that were at Birmingham um, during that time uh, I looked into that as a potential option to after university and um, realised I wasn't really that equipped to do it um, straight out of uni 
um, definitely the, the, the course at Birmingham was a lot more sports science based than, than kind of strength and conditioning based. So uh, after that, I, uh, I went up to Edinburgh, which is where I still live now, um, and did a master's in strength and conditioning, um, which was really, really good. Um, a lot of hard work and I was fortunate enough to do an internship with Edinburgh Rugby um, while, while, I was, while I was up there um, and then continued that for a while with, with Scottish Rugby um, and that's I guess where I started to really get into coaching. Um, I thought I was but I was more uh, after actually leaving at Scottish Rugby that's where I really started to understand what coaching was about I didn't really I don't think I really fully grasped the opportunity I had there but um, I guess you learn a lot more from that than, uh, than if it became came easy to you so um, that's where I started to get a lot more experience with hands-on coaching whereas previously it was more of a kind of sports science internship I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to this who've been through that situation um, and um, it's uh, yeah only after retrospect and looking back on it, I noticed that that was um, I wasn't really ready for it, um, and uh, I think I would approach it a lot differently now. But um, that's how I kind of got into coaching more and more. And then I connected with um, the guys at GTG initially from being coached by one of the one of the um, the partners um, for powerlifting. And then um, after that. Uh, that's where we kind of connected more and more. And then they asked me to come on board as being part of their coaching team um, there when they opened up in about 2017. I think I came on board a year later in 2018. And then I've been there uh, for the last two years. Yeah. Fantastic, mate. So that's obviously a lot of information first up for the listener. So just to unpack that because the signal went a little bit at the start. It was an injury that basically got you interested in strength and conditioning initially because obviously you were looking to heal yourself and that happened in in like a friendly basketball match is that correct yeah yeah, yeah. i think i remember that yeah because yeah, i saw yeah. loads of uh, photos of you hobbling around in um with, with um uh yeah, yeah what are those yeah, things called <laughs> yeah yeah so and then um it was interesting i actually i looked at that course years ago as well um it was between a course in bristol a nutrition-based course and, and one in strength and conditioning in Edinburgh and um, I think even at the time mate it was it was known to be pretty solid you know going up there being strong that kind of environment um, le- learning more the kind of technical side that must have been such an interesting foundation and then obviously coming into then coaching and working in 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 sport and we we're probably quite similar there's a lot of obviously as an intern role it's like put for me it was put together supplements do the urine testing for you it might have been you can obviously tell me put some of the data and the information together and then you're just you're kind of seen as that you know do this and 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 give us the product and and we'll sort it out and we'll build the relationships with the players and we'll talk tactics and we'll do all this whereas now fast forward to where you are you're you're obviously entrenched in that it's a strange thing to say but it's that human element isn't it someone doesn't just see you as a as a data man or someone that just does sports science processes you know you're you're building relationships and trust with people that you work with um and and that is that something that you've you've found as you've grown as a coach and obviously become more hands-on and that and now you work in in quite a an interesting and 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 um you know diverse coaching environment yeah, definitely. So my my experience of it, 
internship was 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 similar definitely um it was yeah i did the nutrition stuff like the and the piss testing um yeah which i think is just a rite of passage for pretty much everyone <laughs> um and uh and then um my my area was actually um was, was kind of data collection um which i i do still find really interesting um which does make it a lot easier but um it's uh i guess it's you do kind of get pigeonholed into one area when that happens um and mine was kind of jump testing and then testing in general but then particularly gps um data analysis i guess um and uh yeah i mean that that was really enjoyable i do enjoy that still i'm quite science-based and quite uh interested in analyzing things but um it wasn't wasn't as fulfilling as getting like you said that kind of human connection with people um and try to really figure out the person you're coaching in front of you and get to understand them and in a in a team setting that can be a little bit hard um and when you get to coach someone one-to-one you can really start to dive into what not just what works for them physically but then what also works for them on a like a psychological standpoint um in terms of some people prefer more variability in their training than others um and really understand what's driving them to get better at what they want to do um and trying to kind of put those all in together into melting pots and then figure out what's the best option uh together not just uh kind of me telling the person but having a discussion about it i think is really important mm. may definitely and and at the time was it a big leap for you leaving elite sport and rugby environment to go into work with G2G? It'd be cool to hear about obviously what you what you do with, with that company in in a minute. But was it um you know, was it a big jump or was it natural? Were you at the stage where you you wanted to, to entrench yourself in what you described? Or um were you just thinking actually, you know, young guy need need new experiences, let's just give thing a go, you know, how how does your kind of personality go go around that situation? Um, at the time, I, I was honestly, it was a lot more, uh, I wanted to carry on with elite sport because in my head, that was like the, that was the cool thing to do, I guess. And what I would, uh, what I thought was, um, I guess, yeah, I just, I think I, my identity was like, oh, it's really cool to be involved in elite sport. And I think that's where it is really cool to do that. But, um, it took me a while to realize that. There, I mean, there's just like not a lot of jobs in that area, and it's really, really difficult area to get involved with. Um, and so, um, for me, it just uh, it just took me a while to kind of realise that that there's there's plenty of other opportunities there, and also um, understanding that becoming kind of more self-employed, you have a lot more freedom to explore different areas. Whereas when you're part of a bigger com- company, a bigger organisation. There is a lot of structure there, which I think is important, but uh, it can be stifling at times. And you want to try and try different areas and try things out. And um, that definitely is something that drew me towards doing more, more uh, initially personal training, um, and then and then more moving towards more of a coaching, coaching aspect. Um, but I think going from I think as well PT is really going through that process of just being not just being a personal trainer but starting there as a trainer and then moving towards more of a coach is still really valuable um to learn a lot about yourself about what you are good at and what you're not good at um, and then figure out those weaknesses and if they need to be addressed then address them but um if uh if you don't go through that it's uh it can be 
uh, hard. And I actually remember a guy who used to work at Scottish Rugby said to me when I was there, he was like, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take on someone unless they'd done like a PT role for at least a couple of years before coming into strength and conditioning. And in hindsight, like at the time, I was like, what are you talking about? Because I hadn't done that at that point. But then, so I just didn't get it. And I was like, oh, no, I completely disagree. And then, um, but in real hindsight, I think it is really, really helpful because then once you get to connect with someone more, um, not just telling them what to do, it's like, it's more like they, they're invested in you and you're invested in them. And that way, it, it, the, the results you get from that is just way, way, way better than if, um, if it's more of like a dictatorial sort of um, scenario, which um, I've been a part of and it just doesn't really work as well. It's a constant battle really, as opposed to both being like, think of it like you're, you, you don't want to be pulling in opposite directions, you're always pulling in the same way, the same way and same direction towards the goal that you both, you both agreed upon. Mm. I think it's a really important discussion to have because I, I don't know about you, mate, but I get two or three people reaching out a month asking me about, look, I want to get into nutrition. What did you study? Who did you work with? How did you do it? Um, and I think it's, it's, it's good that we can get on these platforms and podcasts and have open discussions about, yeah, you know, working in elite sport is, is sexy and it takes commitment. But then, you know, you've been in it longer than I have. I only did about a season and a half with um, with a rugby club over, you know, 10 years ago. But like you said, it is the players and things come in. And especially if you're junior, you know, you're just seen as another individual who's who's there to obviously program their training. And, and like they said, they're going to they're going to listen to what you do and follow. Whereas obviously um, when you're working with with individuals and, and normal people that have, you know, performance based mindsets, if that's in terms of just wanting to feel better, look better, etc. You know, it's developing that level of trust, isn't it? And I think um, it, it takes time in sport. And I suppose if you you know, one way of looking at it is if you if, if you are a bit older or look a bit more senior or you've come in. With, with a reputation that you've built then you know some of the players might listen a bit more whereas if you obviously come in out of university you could even be the best version of yourself in terms of what you've learned and ready to apply those skills but it, it, it takes time to build trust doesn't it whereas obviously when you're working in a in a performance env- environment with general population they come in and, and they maybe see you on a different level to begin with and then you can you can nurture that even further so yeah it'd be good to hear now what what you're doing with g2g and are you based up in edinburgh um obviously there's a there's a physical facility but now obviously everything's online so if people want to um follow what you guys are doing afterwards i'll leave everything in the show notes it'd be cool to kind of understand how you how you got into working working with them and and exactly what what you guys do yeah so so gtg coaching is, is based up in um based up in edinburgh um and we do yeah we've got a gym um and yeah like i said at the moment we're we're purely online um hopefully i guess getting back into opening up not too not too, not too in the distant future um but yeah basically uh g2g i got connected like i said through someone um one of the other coaches uh aiden was coaching me uh, in powerlifting and um that's how i kind of got uh, introduced to then and um, the whole idea of becoming a coach at GTG coaching. I just I was I was at um, a bigger bigger gym, um, more corporate I guess style style gym, um, and uh, and it just wasn't really working for me. And I was looking for a change, and so it just came at the right time. Um, 
And basically, G2G is a lot more very much coaching orientated. Um, it's a lot, we delve into a lot about our, our coaching capabilities and um, and we're extremely focused on movement technique. Um, we dive into a lot of um, pain management or trying to help people through re rehabilitation. Um, and we tend to focus on our, our kind of uh, market that we, that we really ascribe to is um, is to people who are trying to rediscover their, their athleticism. They may have lost through injury or they may have lost through um, just inactivity. And where we try and um, provide the ability and the framework to get them back to somewhere where they um, feel like they are, are athletic. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, um, the stuff we do, we do like a lot of um, stuff that might not seem i guess it's not as mainstream um it's becoming more mainstream but things like um breathing a lot of awareness and activation drills in between exercises um but the goal there is to uh, again it's the idea of not just telling someone what to do but getting them to understand why they're doing something give them a purpose for the exercise so they can buy into it more and so they understand how to do how to do it when we're not there the end goal for us is always getting autonomy with our members so that they can train by themselves and not hurt themselves um, by changing their movement, but then they also understand what has changed so they can continue to do that by themselves. So mm -hmm. that's really what PCG is, is all about. So, yeah. so what I'm hearing is you're obviously empowering the clients that you work with, and when you're coaching them, you're taking all the time in that session to obviously try to improve them and give them techniques because... Um, you know, you can obviously voice this a lot, a lot better than I can, but there is that time between sets and reps and things when someone's paying to work with you that then, then they're resting and they're needing to rest because obviously it's part of the session. They need to recover um, and, and, and restore energy systems and things. So then it's good to hear that you're that you're still trying to utilize that time. And then you find that people that come into that way of coaching and learning, like you said, they pick up skills, they build their movement toolbox, their lifestyle toolbox, and then they can kind of go off and do some some assistance work on their own and, and they're and they're feeling more confident in themselves to basically rediscover their, their movement and and feel stronger, fitter. Um I like that. I haven't spoken to someone in a while about making someone just feel and, and, and perform in, in more of an athletic basis. You know, they're not professional athletes, the people that you work with, I assume, but you're just trying to get them to, to be more confident in themselves and try things, feel strong, feel explosive. Is that the correct thing to kind of say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think everyone's... It's, it's kind of tying into the person's identity of what they perceive as, as, as athletic to them um, and the activities that they enjoy on top of that. Um, and it's um, trying to get them back to doing what they enjoy, but then also what makes them feel like I've regained that athleticism that I may have lost previously. Um, and it's trying to um basically yeah it's, it's take them take them back to that through um a step-by-step -step approach um of assessing them where they're at trying to meet them there where they're at um and trying to again it's more we're guiding them on their journey so to speak um than 
than telling them what to do. It's more of a joint uh, venture that we're trying to facilitate with our with our coaching. Yeah, that's awesome. And how have you found, obviously, then transitioning online? So you're, you're not a few fe- feet away from that person, you know, watching them, watching them breathe, watching them move, taking cues, because obviously that's a huge thing for you as a coach. Um, uh, have you enjoyed the the digital aspects of things, or is it something where you've had to adapt because obviously the the business has gone online, um, and it's had to to survive? Yeah, um, it's uh, it's challenging. Um, I would say yeah, it's been challenging, um, but a, a good challenge. I think it's out the back of it. All all the coaches and the members are gonna. Um, get better because of it it's forced people to become a lot more take a lot more responsibility for themselves um and and drive their own training um and um as as coaches it's definitely got a little more challenging i think um if anyone is quite a technical coach it is obviously a lot easier to be in person to see those little areas that um been working on with someone um to see, I don't know, their like their foot slightly collapsing in as they go down to the bottom of the squat, for example, on a Zoom call, um, that's definitely a lot more challenging. Um, and so we put together some bits of information for our members where we try to we try to do a bit of a parody of um, camera angles for people when they're doing Zoom calls and just getting them. Like we try to get our members to take different angles when they, they do certain exercises. So usually, like side on. You can tend to see postural things a lot of the time and if range of motion is an issue, but then either forward, front or back, you can kind of see if there's left to right differences um, or things like um, knees collapsing or something in a squat, for example. Um, So we try to give them tools that enable it to be as good as it can be. Obviously, it's not the same as being in person, but um, it's trying to make the best out of the situation and trying to get something, try to set things in motion that, after the lockdown will hopefully improve on what um, on where they already were before lockdown. So it's kind of trying to view it in a positive light, I guess, and, and make the best of what you can, control what you can, and don't worry as much about what you can't control. There's that kind of mentality around it uh, as well. But it's definitely been challenging, but I've enjoyed it. It's been a different, just a different challenge. I mean, um, I think, being able to communicate concisely is definitely something that's been highlighted as an area to work on, um, and being as clear as you can with your with your vocabulary has been definitely an area that has been highlighted as well. Um, obviously, because you can't or you can demonstrate on Zoom, but sometimes it's hard hard to do that. Um, and so, yeah, just being in as clear and concise is definitely something that has come forward for for myself in particular um, throughout throughout lockdown. Good. So yeah, so you're sharpening your communication skills and then obviously having to really zone in on looking at a screen. So, you know, you're not really getting much of a rest, mate, on this pod, having to like stare into a screen, <laughs> having a chat with me. But no, mate, it's 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 really good. And it's, it's great to get some of your time. And it's, and it's ultimately I do the podcast to, to connect with people and, and reconnect with people that, you know, I've worked with or studied with in the past and things. And it's so good to kind of hear what's going on up in Edinburgh and 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 what you're doing as a coach and how you've kind of um, grown over the, over the last like decade and things since we were playing rugby together. So, um, how can people stay in stay in contact with with you or because obviously now 
everyone's picking up more and more resources online training uh, lifestyle information um, I know you guys are pushing a uh, not pushing but I've seen you um, talk about a kind of six day online free pass like what's what's on offer if people want to listen and kind of engage in what G2G and, and, and you do online and, and, and if they want to follow yeah sure so um, we're on on Instagram is at G2G coaching um, I think it's underscore um, at G2G, uh, G2G underscore coaching. Um, and then um, each of our each of our coaches um, has usually a name and then underscore G2G. So uh, I think mine's Rory, but my name's spelled really weird, so it's probably worthwhile spelling that out. Uh, R-A-U-R-A-I-D-H. Yeah, that says Rory. Uh, underscore G2G <laughs> underscore coaching. Um and um yeah on the mostly we post through facebook and then um instagram but we have a website as well www.gcgcoaching.com and um on the website at the moment yeah there is like a, a 60 free uh free course that just goes through some of the um some of the um nutritional stuff that we've done uh there's also some things on isometrics um that we've incorporated into our online training um for people who are trying to maintain their uh strength levels um during during lockdown um and then also um just goes through some of our warm-up protocols we use as well so it's just a bit of general information to give people an idea a taste of, of what sort of stuff we do um but a lot of our uh, uh, we've done actually recently just done some stuff about um, injury mindset and had a couple of good, really good bits of social media content. If you want to go onto our Instagram um, account, you'll be able to find it there. Um, and yeah, those are probably the best places to, to locate GCG coaching myself uh, as well. Fab, mate. Fab. Yeah. Well, you know, you you and G2G are my kind of point point of call for coaching and, and um, you know, movement and things up in Scotland. So um it's it's great to me it's great to stay connected and it's good to get i'd say you know a listener base is more probably london and 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 south of england and things like that so um i know i've got a few listeners maybe around the country in different countries but it's good to kind of yeah highlight a bit of what's going on in scotland and edinburgh mate because you guys are doing good things and then hopefully when things open up i've got a lot of family around where you are so you know maybe maybe we can get in and, and you can take me through some uh some pressing mate some 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 pressing and some pulling and see yeah. how i get on <laughs> that sounds good man that sounds good put you through your pace like yeah <laughs> see how it goes no, uh, no I really appreciate you having me on no it's um, it is really good to reconnect uh, and um, do these sort of things um, and uh, yeah it's, it definitely doesn't feel like 10 years but um, it's uh, it's pretty awesome when you get to, to chat to people definitely you chat to again you kind of notice what they're like I, I was always kind of seeing you on the radar of um doing your podcast and stuff and then started listening to it as well uh no it's just really cool just to um yeah it's just like yeah reconnecting is definitely the best thing to do i think 100 percent sometimes you kind of leave it to uh, leave it to the last minute or you kind of like oh, i meant to, meant to do that and never get around to it um so definitely making it a priority especially in times like this i think is, is a great thing so yeah 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 and i was listening to a show earlier before running a bit before getting on with you and and people just talking about you know allocating your time your energy and your commitment to things and um you know really in this period 
we are all busy and there's a lot of moving parts but it's a good opportunity to just you know jump on a bit of a chat with 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 a kind of old friend or colleague and um you know someone used to work and study with years ago so no mate it's 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 really good and I think hopefully people listening you've got something out of this around um you know moving from uh, elite sport into coaching and 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 working with with you know the general public who who want to perform better feel better um and yeah Roy gave some some interesting nuggets around um movement and how he's assessing and kind of coaching people online as well so even just something simple like camera angles you know it's something to think about next time you may be jumping onto an online class or you're working with someone and the good thing is now there's so many resources and things out there that we can grab from from coaching facilities like g2g then just get involved i'm a big fan of just signing up to newsletters i listen to their podcast um as well so that's really easy you can find that on youtube um, so just just get get connected with these guys, and um, I'll make sure that the correct spelling for Rory's um, name is in is in my show notes. And um, yeah, look, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the pod. Stay safe, and um, if you like the show, just share it with someone. Simple. Bye.